1: That American flag
0: around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does
2: that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. This is the Delta variant of Jim Crow voting laws. And the only vaccination is
3: federal legislation. If you're not going to be a part of saving people's lives, then get out of the way and let other people
2: do the job. you're, you're, You're blaming the kids saying they weren't wearing masks and so they're in the ICU. With all due respect, I find that deplorable to blame a victim. They read into comments that I made and draw inferences that I never meant. They ascribe motives I never had. And simply put, they heard things that I just didn't say.
4: What a guy. Sorry, honey. You imagined it all. You're hearing voices. You misinterpreted. It's on you. Some classic gaslighting from Governor Andrew Cuomo. I found today, with what he did, throwing the kitchen sink out there, saying that, oh, he and his own family knew about sexual abuse, etc. And uh, and then saying that, uh, and then uh, saying that those political enemies were up to something and flailing out at any target he could possibly possibly think of the new york times published a front page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek that is not front page news <laughs> what a psycho
3: <laughs> i love that where is your newspaper you you run governor because then you can put what you want on the front page and you can skip the wedding photos of... Uh... They
4: gave you a pass for killing all the old people. You know, I would go a little easy on the times. It's uh, it's remarkable. He didn't... This was a pre-recorded prefab thing that he put out there today. It did not even address the, the uh, allegations from a state trooper, a woman, female state trooper, mm-hmm. who he had transferred to his personal protection unit because she was hot... Uh, it, the, the, didn't even though him? she
3: hadn't even had the number of years that she right. was supposed to have to be there, he just asked to have her put there Yep,
4: and then they did, they, and then they sent her an email saying, hey, we changed the rules for you, hey, the gov likes you And then he had his hands all over her and said stuff like, uh, you know, I want a girl, you need to find me a girlfriend Somebody who's, uh can take the pain or something or
3: Yeah, somebody who can feel nice. some pain yeah. like, uh,
4: What a twisted dude and it, it seems like the, the AG has this huge report. It, it mentions him doing all sorts of illegal things.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, well, at some point, I would assume somebody to press some charges against this guy.
3: Yeah, so supposedly she did. The the like local police department is looking into one of them. But, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like there's much forthcoming. I mean, and also the women can sue and obviously use this AG report. As evidence now that it was that. investigated. But, but yeah, there doesn't seem to be much there. This is another one of my favorites. Do you remember when he got a COVID test live on TV?
4: Uh, I don't remember, but go ahead.
3: So, um, the, This is from the report on March 17, 2020. A then director at New York State's Department of Health, who is also a doctor, participated in a press conference with the governor, during which she performed a live COVID swab on the governor. As they were preparing, the governor requested that the employee not put the swab up his nose so deep you hit my brain. And she replied she would be gentle but accurate in conducting the swab test, to which the governor responded, gentle but accurate. I've heard that before. The employee felt that the governor intended to convey a joke of an implied sexual nature. And then at the press conference, in front of the press and cameras, the governor stated, Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. <laughs> the state employee- <laughs> employees found the governor's comments offensive and said that they would not have been made to an accomplished physician who was a man.
4: I'd say that is correct. <laughs> and he, in his presentation today, it shows him... It shows him, like, hugging and kissing men and women, this, that. And he uses that as a defense, as if that's a defense. That's not a defense. That just shows he's way too handsy all the time.
3: I grope people all the time.
4: My goodness. Anyway, just a minute ago, Biden was asked about this.
1: I
3: have a question for you on coronavirus. But first, I'd like to start with the news of the
1: day, given back in March, you said that if the investigation confirms the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign,
3: given the investigator said the 11 women were credible?
1: I stand by that statement.
3: Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office?
1: Let's take one thing at a time.
2: <laughs> I
1: think he should resign. I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for fact. I've not read all that data.
4: So I will say that that is absolutely 100% clean, no frills, no double speak no BS, no evasion, no distortion, no spinning. A 100% a solid, good, and correct answer by Joe Biden.
3: Well, yeah, and I mean, I think you said Pelosi had called on him to resign too, and mm-hmm. Jill and Brandon Schumer are standing by their statements that he should resign but and everything else. A- Alice, but in
4: 2021, you never know.
3: Yeah, I don't think. Actually, that he has to resign. And I think that, I mean, everyone called on Northam to resign too, if you recall. Everyone said that he had to resign. I mean, I think so. I think like everybody was like, yeah, Northam should resign. If he's in a clan hood or in blackface, he should resign. And he just powered through. And I think that Cuomo and many others took this lesson. I mean, Trump is also. A master at that form of crisis PR is he does something and everyone goes, my goodness, I can't believe he did that. He'll have to quit now. And he doesn't. And then nothing happens.
4: But Trump operates outside of the norm.
3: But I think that a lot of people have taken this lesson, both on the left and the right. I think Democrats feel burned by the fact that somebody like Franken resigned and cost them in the long term, not having that seat, right? And I think that they feel frustrated. I think that people think it's like a prisoner's dilemma. Like, why should our guys resign if their guys don't have to? Where did you learn that,
4: by the way? That's a
3: game theory. That's a little game theory. Really? Where did you learn that? Yeah, that's from college.
4: Oh, what? What would you major in?
3: Economics. Oh, wow. <laughs> thank you, honey. Um, so, anyway, I just think that um, that people feel like they're a Trump if they resign, and if you can find a way to remove me, then go for it. But I'm not going anywhere of my own free will. You know, I think that that you know like, I like you, right? That's was, like the crisis message. You know, you know I like you, right? Yes.
4: You know I consider us almost a okay a couple, almost a wow partners.
3: Wow. Okay. I'm putting in a complaint to Burn Barrel HQ HR. Uh, by the incredibly way, incredibly
4: sweet, and lovely, mm-hmm. and wonderfully naive as well. Though Alice, don't you see? Can't you see? Can't We've I got think. an election coming up. You get midterm elections. You have state elections in New York.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't.
4: You you get. Who wants to attach themselves to the brand if this guy is continues to be? An operating Democrat. Well, but in, they can
3: uh, say, "Oh, I'm calling on him to resign. I call on you to resign, Andrew Cuomo," and then like just move on with their day. That's why everybody's calling on him to resign, because that's obviously what they need to do politically. They can't attach themselves to it, but but I I mean, like, what? So what if he doesn't resign? What then?
4: Uh, there's going to be resignations in his administration. People are going to start abandoning ship, and it's going to become untenable for him and then he's going to say i'm out of here chief of staff will take him aside and say hey just so you know me and 11 of us are leaving here yeah hey, we want no part of this um and and they're going to see the writing on the wall because they're going to want careers the people who work for him right now are going to want careers when this thing is true
3: i mean a lot of them are implicated in the thing
4: right and they're going to want salvation and i think so Alice, i also think that he's um i think he's got to go I think, uh, well,
3: I mean, I want him to go, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't have a lot of faith that in the political moment we're in, he's going to actually resign.
4: Why would he? Well, the Democratic president. He used his
3: resources to write his book. He the Democratic killed president. tens of uh, thousands uh, And one, of one, more, people. one more thing, like, Alice. He's you know what absolutely they can do? shameless.
4: I understand. But do you know what the Democratic, this is a Democratic president. Okay. Who has asked him. This is as if as Trump is asking.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: The federal government can make things hot for states who don't comply. And they can also make things fruitful for states and people in state government who do comply. I still, Biden is a good old-fashioned, cynical politician. Do you think
3: he's going to go that far out of his way to destroy Cuomo?
4: I don't know that it's that far out of his way.
3: I don't know.
4: Who's the the, uh, lieutenant governor? Do they have one?
3: They must. Oh, they do, because last uh,
4: time uh, Elliot uh, Spitzer had to leave, his guy, Paddington, whatever, (laughs) uh, (laughs) went in. New York. I mean...
3: I don't, like, Bill Clinton still goes to Democratic Party events. I don't understand why, like, Cuomo would be any different.
4: New State Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul released a statement Tuesday afternoon following uh, Attorney General's report. Uh, Sexual harassment is unacceptable in any workplace and certainly not public service. The Attorney General's investigation has documented repulsive and unlawful behavior by the governor towards multiple women. I believe these brave women admire their courage going forward. No one is above the law. Under the Constitution, the Assembly will now determine the next ste- steps. Um, because Lieutenant Governor, Governor stand next in the line of a succession, it would not be appropriate to comment further on the process at this moment. Yeah. Okay. You're telling me that they don't make the move right now to switch him out with New York's first female governor?
3: I don't know. I, I mean, they can make the move. I think he's not going to go quietly.
4: Uh, well, I mean, he's not gone quietly as at to this point.
3: Well, right. And you can tell from his statement today, he didn't say, like, you know, that he didn't say like, you know, if it's, if people think that it's the right time for me to step aside, then like, that's probably the right course. He absolutely spent the whole time saying he was misinterpreted. He hugs and kisses everybody. He's Italian. There's a generational divide. He was trying to be understanding about sexual assault. It's actually happened in his family. He understands how bad it is. He would never do something like that. The facts are totally different from everything we've heard in the press and that he wasn't tried in a court of law. So that's that was today's press conference, which doesn't, to me, sound like somebody who has resignation on his to-do list. It just doesn't. I I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but I like. I feel like he's going to try and hold on and see if it blows over. <laughs> so I, I am interested to see who's hosting Cuomo's show on CNN tonight.
4: Okay, yeah, so am I. So am I. I had heard... Uh yeah, so people keep people get uh, David Chalian um mixed up, mixed up with Jeffrey Tubin. I had heard that he had Tubin on, that CNN had Tubin on today. And I thought, wow, that would be fantastic. By the way, if somebody makes a good point on Twitter. Obviously, Chris Cuomo, you y- he can't be there, right? He can't be there with a straight face. They've got to. He's got to be on vacation, and he's then
3: in the report as having been right. on like the crisis management team for the right. governor. <laughs>
4: Right. So you put him on vacation this week, and he goes away next week. That's what he does. That's the idea. And then he goes away forever. Um, but somebody else says this. Just, just ancillary, because we're talking about CNN here. Mm-hmm. How do you feel if you're a female employee at C- CNN and Tubin's allowed back in? Yeah. You know, knowing knowing about him.
3: Right. Exactly. I mean, that's... and. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see what the New York Assembly does, because it's interesting that they didn't move to do anything so far. I just I think it's so weird that out of all these scandals, like nothing has pushed him or pushed like some. I mean, and this is why I like don't have a lot of faith that it's going to happen, because all these people have been calling on him to resign for months and it doesn't He. Made absolutely not the slightest. Like both the senators of the state are calling on him to resign, and he's like, "Whatever." Like I don't have to do. Yeah, but he's a
4: psychotic, Alice. So, but
3: why is he? So why wouldn't he just keep doing that then?
4: Because people are going to abandon Chip, and want have nothing to do with him.
3: How is Northam still there?
4: Northam is still there. Um, when was that? Twenty eighteen.
3: Um. Yeah, I don't remember. That seems plausible. 2018 or 2019. Let me look now. Um, well, first of all, if, why if Northam, first of all,
4: timing was everything because he did it pre-George Floyd.
3: 2019.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Timing was everything. I, th- I think during the racial reckoning. But then again, Northam's very popular in his state with black voters.
3: I mean, he offered to Moonwalk in front of the
4: oh nest. yes, that also could have helped too. People could have said hey, Well like, saying this, he this
3: wore is... shoe polish to dress up as Michael Jackson. Yes, <laughs> I mean, and he's still there. Yeah. So, like, it's obviously possible, right? Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people have taken away the lesson from politics. Of the last few years, which is that resigning is forever, and if you can hold on, then the scandal goes away. You know, like, how much longer is he even governor, anyway? Is there an election this year or next year?
4: Do you know? Um, um he
3: can, If he can hang on until the end of his term, right? 2022. So... He just has to hang on like one more year and not go anywhere, right?
4: Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. I, I think he's up next. Wait. No. No. Who's up next 2022, year? Twenty
3: twenty two. But I don't think he's running again, right? Cuomo. Yeah.
4: Uh, is he not running again? I don't know.
3: I mean, if he can just hang on to the end of his term and not run again, I think he'll be fine. Right? Because, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But he's obviously a creep. I do think, though, and I agree that this shouldn't have been the scandal that did it. Like, using state resources to write your book should have been a bigger deal than that.
4: Well, like sure, in just the nursing home using, thing anyway. Yeah,
3: the nursing home thing. I mean, killing all the people, obviously, that's a big one. And that's Biden's DOJ decided not to press that further, you know. And then we had the use, um, the redirection of resources to, like, family members and people who got special access to testing and stuff when there was no testing in the state like his brother got special access to testing he had state employees going going to like vip people's houses to do covid tests on them when nobody could get covid tests like that should be a bigger scandal especially since he's like out here using it as an excuse how well he handled covid like
4: people were too deeply invested in covid cuomo liberals were they were very public about their support it felt good to them. He was mm-hmm. very much. There
3: were Cuomo sexuals.
4: Absolutely no, definitely. And he wrote the. He made a poster, and he wrote, like you said, he wrote the book, etc.
3: Well, his state, his staff, that the taxpayers of New York paid, wrote the book.
4: Oh yeah, of course he's <laughs> not going to write it himself. <laughs> but this is Charlotte Bennett again, and he spends a lot of time today talking about Charlotte Bennett, who he said he tried to help because she had been sexually assaulted. This is Charlotte Bennett again, and listen again, Alice. If it's been a while, how how credible this person sounds.
0: What were you thinking as he's asking you these questions? I thought he's trying to sleep with me. The governor's trying to sleep with me. And I'm deeply uncomfortable and I have to get out of this room as soon as possible. What made you think that he was trying to sleep with you? Without explicitly saying it, he... He implied to me that I was old enough for him and he was lonely.
4: And that's as they were alone. Mm -hmm. So, and I do think that there's, there's, I hate to use it, but there's optics are a thing. And so with the Al Franken deal, there was a picture of him taking liberties with a woman who was asleep. Now, yeah, I don't know that his hand was even on her, but he was messing around. Right. Okay? So, and that's just sends a, to people, and I think also to women, the idea of something like that happening to somebody taking advantage of you is probably... I
3: yeah. mean, I don't even like the idea of some dude taking a picture of me while I'm asleep at all without him making a sexual gesture toward me. I find that invasive.
4: Right. Yeah, certainly. So I think that women could... You know, can... relate, yeah, right, absolutely. Um, so that's that's one thing. What what was I saying? What, what I, what you I was... said
3: optics are a thing. And yes. Okay. Credible. and So he, this
4: is what what I'm saying. So if you read the the allegation today that he was in an elevator with a state trooper, a woman who he found attractive, and that he kissed her in front of another state trooper, and tried another time. I mean, he's degrading her, Mm -hmm. these accounts. Not only that, but he's speaking, he's having this perverted conversation where he's trying to get content out of her. He wants more stimuli from her, but Mm -hmm. he's degrading her. Not only did he not treat her like a member of law enforcement who was tasked with doing a job to protect him, who when she held the door, he, he would move his hand across her body. Not only did he not treat her like law enforcement, but he treated her like a concubine. I mean, I, don't, I know he didn't rape her or whatever, mm-hmm. but he treated her like an object for his sexual amusement. Mm-hmm. And it, there's something about her wearing a badge and, and, and uh, you know, hat and having to go through that and be... It, 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 having the idea that the, all that's disregarded because he knows that under there, there's a woman who who is sexually pleasing and... It's so disrespectful. It just seems to me that that look.
3: Yeah, I would say so. Yes.
4: You know, it's even more disrespectful in a way. Although there's uh, it, in in a way that's that's more stark than if he was hitting on the intern or, it, it, which is also absolutely disrespectful. And because of the power, was it
3: Lindsay Boylan, who said he wanted to play strip poker with her, was that her or was that Charlotte I, I th- Bennett?
4: It may have been Lindsay Boylan. I don't, remember, I don't remember, but yeah. But yeah, so and that's a big power dynamic thing. But when you have somebody who's literally charged with posting up in a room that you're in, etc., and you s- use that and say, "Wow, she's got to stand there and hold that door for me," sure, you know, she's not, uh, she's not able to easily slap my hands away. Mm-hmm. It's like to me that there's something egregious about that, and just shows that he doesn't respect her certainly as a cop or any anything.
3: Yeah, he's gross.
4: He is gross. So let's see. Hopefully, he'll, he'll get tossed very soon. Okay, <laughs> some other stuff we have. Um, you know, it's funny that, that Bernie Sanders was starting to catch heat for running. Uh, when he runs at the Capitol steps a couple days ago, he runs into AOC and Cori Bush. And he says this. Why do I deserve
1: our <laughs> <laughs> two beautiful women here? It's my lucky day. That's why I love to say it. We don't oh do this. <What>?
4: Uh, that was AOC and Cory Bush, and he's mm-hmm. there arm-in-arm arm now, walking down the Capitol. What's your take on that?
3: I mean, I think that's also gross. Hmm. I also don't like that, well, and I would be uncomfortable if I were them. And I think that they would be uncomfortable if it were anyone else. Maybe they're not because it's mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders and they like him. But well,
4: if you read his writings from the seventies, actually, <laughs> it would make it. Uh, <laughs> I
3: a... know. I was thinking about to that. Me, too. it was
4: so like, whoa, Bernie, really? That's you're that guy. That I was like, uh, I well, was...
3: Bernie has built a. There's a fake persona of Bernie that exists separate from Bernie Sanders, the actual person.
4: Right, Bernie Sanders, the actual person, is a millionaire from Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, who's obviously written gross things about women, and you know he's just a grumpy old man. Who, I mean, he likes young women too. Like, so you know, but but there's a there's a pretend Bernie Sanders that exists in everybody's minds that is different from that, and I think that's why it's like surprising.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's some because they're colleagues and in the Senate. Or in the House and Senate, and, mm-hmm. and it was done in, in essentially public, because there was also the cell phone footage whatever, Right? whatever. Um, it's, it's out of whack. I think there's a place for calling a woman beautiful, mm-hmm. but probably not your professional colleague.
3: And probably not like while you have your arm around. That. Yeah, like, although
4: you can still compliment somebody's looks, couldn't you? Can't you say you look great today? Or... It, it- I mean if, you say, you're but if you say beautiful but he
3: didn't just say they're beautiful. He said like look at me, I have my arms around two beautiful okay. women or whatever. That's a little like that's where to me it gets a little weird. So speaking of this, so they're doing their like eviction moratorium thing mm-hmm. because um you know, landlords are persona non grata with liberals these days. Um and Biden, I guess, did you see any of this in his speech that he just gave a few minutes ago? So I guess they're going to try and extend it, even though they know the courts are going to shoot it down, just to give states more time to disperse the money that they mm-hmm. haven't had time to disperse yet.
4: Why well, haven't had th- they had time to disperse it? Because I, I don't know why. They've had it forever, haven't they?
3: Yeah, they've had it forever. <sighs> but yeah, and and like... It's just ridiculous at this point because there are landlords that haven't been paid in months and months and months. They can't evict people. They're stuck. I mean, there's people that have had to sell houses they own because they can't make the mortgage payments mm-hmm. without people paying their rent. And it's it's a huge problem. And it, I mean, I don't know. And then, like, you know, they claim to be for the little guy, but then, like, just the person, the couple that owns a two-family so that they can retire by selling it they they have to sell it because but the Biden administration is going to make sure that people don't pay their rent and then like BlackRock is going to sweep in and buy up all oh, these yeah. places and then everyone's landlord will just be BlackRock so that's the situation that we're going to end up with i mean like everything else about this pandemic how the rules have hit people is it's hit the little people and not like like, Amazon has done better. The big box stores have done better. The big landlords are going to do better in all this because they can afford the armies of lawyers and ways to figure things out and help their tenants get rental assistance to make sure that they get paid and everything else. And, like, the little guy who just owns, like, a two-family or a three-family, they're the ones who are going to get screwed, ultimately. Yeah,
4: yeah, there's no doubt about that. It, this And that's one of the horrible legacies of this pandemic is in just the last year and a half, is government playing favorite. right? And what that does to the morale of those excluded from the favoritism, it, it rightfully, you know, uh, sows in, incredible, um, incredible um, aggravation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes you cynical about your government whatsoever. And so, when the same government comes to you, government comes to you hat in hand and wants a favor, wants you to do a solid for mm-hmm. them. You want to say go to hell.
3: Right. Exactly. Especially when it comes to things like all these mandates and stuff, because people have gotten screwed by the government every turn in this pandemic. And now the government's coming and saying, now we need you to do this to stop the spread or whatever. And like, that's why at this point people are just saying, screw you back to the government, because there's no way people are going to do this stuff. There's no way. So New York just put in this, uh, their new app, So that restaurants, they're mandating. Excelsior. No, Excelsior is the New York State one. New York City now has their own COVID app. Mm -hmm. And they're mandating just in New York City that at all like indoor dining, theaters, entertainment, gyms, everybody has to be vaccinated. Right. The producer at
4: at, um, the TIC actually had bought tickets for a couple of months from now and was told to bring his passport with him
3: right so but what's interesting about this is that it's not actually like relying on any new technology or anything all the app is is to take a picture of your vaccine card and then show it on the app it's essentially like a photo storage app and you can still show your paper card the thing itself doesn't like check any database yeah so it's all like BS because I mean I remain unconvinced and I know that people are rightfully very worried about this whole like vaccine passport thing but I mean I just think that ultimately like the look how bad the state is at everything do you remember the healthcare.gov rollout. Of course. Do you remember the subsequent Massachusetts version of healthcare.gov rollout? Do you mm-hmm. remember? I mean, like, they couldn't even get the stupid website working to sign up to get the vaccines. How are they going to have something that that's like a database that's up and running so that every restaurant and store in an entire state can, like, constantly be sending queries to it and it'll get back the information? It just seems like... I just don't believe that they're competent enough to actually pull it off in time for the outbreak to be over. <laughs> like, I just well, don't right. think it's going to happen.
4: Right. No, I completely agree. And maybe it's meant not to work, Alice, because in New York, a city especially, mm-hmm. a great um, number of unvaccinated people are black and Hispanic.
3: Right. And... Not only that, I don't know if you realize this about Excelsior Pass, but Excelsior Pass only works for people who are vaccinated in New York. It's not hooked up to any other thing in the state, in any other state, I mean. So.
4: Oh, so, okay.
3: <laughs> so, like, if you or I go, Excelsior Pass won't work for us because we weren't vaccinated in the state of New York. Yeah. Speaking of vaccines, Morgan in Vermont has a theory, by the way. What? He feels that uh, maybe little Jerry was pressured into getting the vaccine, and that is possibly the reason for his oh, untimely, no. mysterious demise. Well,
4: I saw a much more plausible theory, Alice, that a certain person, an angry misandrist, <laughs> uh, pulled true. out of the driveway, backed out rapidly... As has been done to break here. my bike and to break a tree trunk, I wasn't here. It was out there, and he possibly, before possibly, I was little here. Jerry. Oh, we're, we're, I'm not. Uh, I'm not confirming that as fact. I don't know that that's true. And perhaps you took his life, Alice, as you were wont to do, and I'm not at all surprised. Poor little Jerry Callahan. Feel free to go to burnbarrelpodcast.com and purchase a shirt out of <laughs> memory. It was uh, Jerry's. Uh, it was always a priority of LGC to get his uh, image, his likeness, distributed to as much of the world as possible in a show of unity and world peace. All proceeds, of course, got to on track. Um Also, we have this guy, Francis Collins, mm-hmm. from the National Institute of Health. He's the guy who said, it's a COVID Thanksgiving. He's a little wacky. I found stuff on him today. He is effing crazy. This dude is crazy. This is him today on CNN.
1: It's clear that they hear
4: him, how uh, theatrical he is. <laughs>
1: variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick. He is
4: citing, Alice, he is citing BS right now. Mm-hmm. The idea that the ICUs are bursting in Louisiana. This is not true with kids. And the kids are getting are getting the disease, are at more risk than we thought they were. It's yeah. not true. They're not at risk. He's not saying the truth. He's being vague mm-hmm. anyway, but he's also not speaking the truth. From this.
1: That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But it- Yes, yes, they're much less likely to fall yeah, ill. Yeah, like a
3: lot less. Yes. Like anybody- a lot less than lots of things that we let kids do, no
1: problem tries to tell you ah you don't have to worry about it if you're a young healthy person there's many counterexamples all around us what is he doing here ah you don't have
4: to worry about if you're a young person no that still does apply Mm -hmm. there's many examples that it doesn't this is the national institute of health guy yeah
3: yeah the point is of course there are horror stories with anything of course some people get things and have get them really badly and some people even very unfortunately die like 300 kids under 17 have died of covid that's true That's true. It's possible. A lot of things Mm -hmm. are possible. But a lot more kids than that die from, like, their bureau tipping over in their house on them.
1: So, yeah, you do need to think about it. And that's the reason why the recommendations are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools and that at home uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well let me just follow up i know on that, that's though. uncomfortable i know it seems weird but it is the best way to protect your kids
4: it is uncomfortable and weird <laughs> it's bizarre this guy's a psycho psycho. And Alice, if you... So he
3: sub- subsequently backtracked and said he misspoke and that he meant that people should wear masks when they're not at home indoors, even if they're vaccinated. But that's literally not what he said at all.
4: <coughs> no. He
3: said, you don't misspeak and say, I know this sounds weird, but you should wear a mask even at home and then say like, oh, well, I actually meant to say when you're at the store, because that wouldn't be weird. But I mean, he obviously knew what he was saying, and he's yes, just he means embarrassed just, he, by
4: the pushback. He now. said something stupid the other day as well. This guy is saying more and more wacky things. And listen to this. This is something I just found. This is from mm-hmm. last year, Alice. Okay. I, I don't know. Did I tweet this out?
3: It's I don't know. From last yet. year, Alice. Okay.
4: He played guitar in a video, a wooden acoustic guitar. While his wife flitted around pretending to be coronavirus, ding, little jumps, wearing a hat that said that had coronavirus little
1: spores on it. <clears throat> Poof! Coronavirus came from overseas, infecting this is their thing. folks across the land. Seattle, NYC. A little bats virus, love those human cells. Next, thing. stars
4: will come and kill your kid, but we're still having fun. Who the holy frig writes a fun song about the coronavirus? Well, we did. Well, I, I understand that, Alice. But this guy's the health guy in charge. <laughs> this guy is a guy talking about all the death, all the six hundred thousand people dying on this. By the way, we didn't write a funny song about the coronavirus. We wrote about these people wrote That's about Fauci and this guy specifically was in the song <laughs> it's a COVID that that was him I know he's got an effing song with his wife dancing around like a fish at one point she swims across <laughs> the screen in their living room
1: you know the cases grow and the world has gone too it's a family show heck poof coronavirus came from overseas infecting folks across the land Seattle NYC Poof, coronavirus, called COVID-19, quickly spread like a wild fire. now we're in quarantine. Now no one can travel, or even leave their homes. You hear the Psycho? Schools are closed, all kids... M- By the way,
4: Puff the Magic Dragon was a nice, friendly guy. <laughs> Poof, the coronavirus... What is this psycho?
1: No, avoid the danger zones. We all must do our part to and protect the And I'm a total psycho. Love. So if you meet at least six feet and handle doors with gloves,
4: he wrote without knowing it a parody song about healthcare idiots, <laughs> about himself.
3: I feel uncomfortable making fun of people for making parody songs.
4: No, no, Alice. This is the director of the NIH, Alice. <laughs> This is the guy who can't write a song about it. He's not allowed (laughs) to write a song about it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And also, I don't know that his is a parody song. (laughs) He loves poof the coronavirus. (laughs) This guy is such a psycho, such an incredible psycho. And we're listening to him. I know it may sound weird, but yeah, your kids you have to they have to wear masks when they're in the house with you. It may sound weird. <laughs> Just because I'm taking a break from writing the follow-up sequel to "Poof the Coronavirus," you know, yeah, that might seem weird to you too, but I'm completely sane. It's a COVID Thanksgiving. Oh, ha, ha. this guy's a psycho. How many of these psychos are working? He, like, he said he's got like 400,000 employees or whatever. How many psychos are working in the federal bureaucracies?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm fine if we just get rid of the NIH altogether. If Rand Paul could just defund the whole debacle, that'd probably be, we'd be better off, I think, at this point. Poof? Poof coronavirus. At least he said it came from overseas. I'm surprised he put that in there.
4: Let us see. Okay, is this last year? I think this is last. This is last year. Let's see. I'm going to try to do the search for... Collins. I wonder if this is the same guy. Yeah, it is. This is last. I don't even know what this is going to say. June. Oh, no, wait, June 3rd, 2021.
1: talked about vaccines. We talked about research. But now more being here, um, we all agree that we it's very important to put COVID behind us. You and I have talked about vaccines. We've talked about research. But now exhaling. more and more, I, I think it's really important that we drill down because we don't want this to happen again. Uh, and we have seen other viruses that came from lab leaks. I think that is also something that wasn't widely discussed at the beginning of this. Um, you know, so I think there are a lot of questions about the relationships and why we weren't asking tougher questions early on from our medical professionals. I- I I agree we need to get to the bottom of this, but gosh, you and I just spent a whole bunch of minutes here talking about some issue that we need to get an answer to. And meanwhile, people are still dying from COVID-19, and we didn't even talk about the ways to get to an end of this with vaccines. So please, could we have a bit more of the focus on how we're going to save lives while we're talking about how this all started? We need both of those, don't we? We have put a a lot of time into that, and I think um, the questions about the origins of this are not going away, Dr. Dr. Collins, and I think we need.
4: Uh...
3: You know what it probably is? What? He's probably jealous that the Fouch gets all the attention. Yeah. There's no one making socks with Francis Collins' face on it. He's doing media hits too. He wrote a funny song. He's fun and lovable. How come everyone loves Fauci oh instead of him?
4: He's obviously an old ex hippie who probably wanted to be a musician. He is using a capo on the guitar, so he knows a little something. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. He could thought he probably thought that thing would go viral.
3: Yeah. He thought, I'm fun and lovable. How come everyone loves Fauci and not me? How come he's the face of this? How come everyone's idolizing him and singing songs about him and loving him and no one thinks I'm fun and lovable and saving them from COVID?
4: Good point, Alice. Brilliant, brilliant revelation. Oh, my goodness. All right, so what else we got here? Um, That's Francis Collins, the psycho. DeSantis today. Oh, no. DeSantis, let's see. Some dude went nuts on Frontier Airlines. Some like 22-year-old idiot. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. I sent that to you. Oh, you did did? Okay. And they... Uh, oh, sorry. Jeez. I'm an English major. Or what are you? Economics? Economics major. And math. And math. Uh, what did you get in your SATs?
3: 1570.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. A lot of airs over there, Alice. How many
3: AP exams do you think I got a five on?
4: Uh, out of five out of what? Five. Five out of five. You got. I don't know how many. What's an AP exam?
3: It's an advanced placement exam. They give you college credit for taking it because it means your high school class was at the level of rigor of a college course.
4: They forgot to give me my exams. I think. (laughs) I don't know. How many did you, you nerd? How many how many did you get? Eleven. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Man, I, I can tell you, you must have been at the popular table at <laughs> Lexington High School. Here's a Frontier Airlines kid. This kid is beautiful. First, he talks about how his parents are rich. As he's saying, bleep you to everybody. He grabbed two stewardess's uh, breasts. Um, I believe he's had a cocktail. And and then eventually he punches one flight attendant. Then they duct tape him to his seat, which is wonderful. I've just condensed a few seconds of this. Let's go. You
1: guys suck. Uh-huh. My parents are worth more than two million dollars. My grandpa is worth now they're duct
4: taping and we can hear it. You know,
3: I love how the other passengers are so thrilled too. I love it too. First of all, this should
4: be the duct tape people should make a commercial out of this.
3: So this is actually the second person in the last few months who's been duct taped to a seat. There was a woman who went nuts on a plane like a few weeks ago. I will start too, flying more if duct-taped. I can be promised.
4: And by the way, if you're in a situation where there's any shot at all that you can be duct taped to your seat, choose your throat onwards carefully, okay? And uh, choose your breast grabbing. Uh, be discerning, you know, because...
3: I, I also was amazed by that my parents are worth more than $2 million because... Okay, so obviously, like, we're not... Worth anything close to two million dollars? As a matter of fact, you'll be surprised to know all you burn Barrel yeah, listeners. Yeah, we're two million dollars
4: in debt, Alice. Maybe,
3: <laughs> but but I don't know that that's like that. Impressive. No, in rich people circles, that isn't very rich.
4: There's no, there's no doubt about because, that. Because, like,
3: a lot of boomers and stuff have houses that are worth, like, a million dollars yeah. and stuff, like, before you even get to their retirement money. So, I, like, and it's my parents. It's not like I'm wealthy. It's like my parents are more wh- than
4: is, $2 is million. He mad? Dollars. Is he mad that they were mad at him for touching their breasts?
3: And not only that, too, but. Isn't Frontier Airlines, isn't it like Spirit Airlines? Isn't it like a cheap airline? I think it is. So maybe the uh, I'm actually really wealthy lines no. like don't work as well on like
4: budget yeah, airlines. But, yeah, but he didn't even say that. He said my parents. <laughs> it also tells you that if he thinks $2 million is filthy rich, then he doesn't do much of his own spending. That's mommy and daddy who buy the things. Yeah, uh, yeah, he sucks. So it's good. I I think that technically they could have thrown him out of the plane. I would have been fine with it. <laughs> uh, okay. So also, uh, Ron DeSantis gets a jerky because the world's trying to tell us <clears throat> that there's all these spikes in cases in in Florida, mm-hmm. and you know that that means that they're getting their comeuppance. They're just desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Seth Moulton has it, I don't have the cut anymore. Uh, they have it coming, right? Yeah, because they've they relaxed it. restrictions but of course the people mostly getting it are younger people people who probably um, have a much better chance of surviving and and are less likely to be hospitalized mm-hmm. also I I believe I've read here and there that the delta variant is probably not as deadly as the alpha variant yeah so so she's this woman's now piling on this this reporter you'll hear where she goes you won't be surprised whatsoever Even
1: kids in, are in in the Joe DiMaggio hospital two of them are in our ICU
4: do you think the mask is not
2: do you have any data to suggest that do you know if they were wearing masks well they're not right they're not eligible for the vaccination. I mean that's not I mean you know, to to well so you're 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 blaming the kids saying they weren't wearing masks and so they're in the ICU. With all due respect, I find that deplorable to blame a victim uh who ends up uh being being hospitalized. You don't know their story. You don't know what happened with that.
4: But they really she really wants it to be that. That's what it want it to be. You see because they watch Tucker and they live in your state and you said that people didn't have to mask everywhere. I don't know how much more we can say this, by the way, that Mike Osterholm, who is an advisor, epidemiologist to Joe Biden. Yes. Has said that those masks that we're all wearing, that we've been wearing, Mm -hmm. suck and are not helpful in this whole thing.
2: And this has been a really negative thing throughout this whole thing with some of these quote experts, some of the media, somebody somebody contracts a highly transmissible airborne virus and they're viewed as having done something wrong and that's just not the way you do it when people come in you treat them you know we obviously have some people that are not vaccinated that have been admitted to hospitals are you going to sit there are you going to sit there and are you going to sit there and Criticize, or are we going to try to treat and try to help the folks? You know, I'm just sick of this judge. I'm sick of the judgment, the, the judgmental stuff um, on some of this stuff. Nobody's trying uh, to, to 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 get ill here. Okay, it's a very you can. There's people that were hermits for a year and a half that wore six masks and did that and still contracted it. Okay, so so let's just be real here and um, let's just let's not indulge these things that somehow it's their fault uh, for not doing it. So okay, we'll see you guys.
4: Here we go. Here's the, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully the next president of the United States saying the obvious truth.
3: Yeah. Well, did you hear what Jen Psaki said about him today?
4: I got this. You
3: will hear the president convey later, if you are not going to be a part of the solution, if you're not going to be a part of saving people's lives, then get out of the way and let other people do the job. What do
4: you mean by get out of the way?
3: Uh, that means don't ban, uh, don't make it harder for people to put requirements on masks or asking for vaccination status into law. Get out of the way, Ron DeSantis.
4: I think DeSantis did an incredibly good job getting vaccinations in Florida for people who needed to get them. Mm-hmm. Remember, they, got the, they took all sorts of crap for him using his friends at Publix to do it. I know, the most but, popular but, place but,
3: to get prescriptions anywhere yeah, in Florida. Yeah, it's this
4: administration that had a vaccination distribution problems, mm-hmm. not DeSantis' uh, administration. Uh, uh, ridiculous. We'll go quickly to Raphael Warnock, Alice, uh, mm-hmm. who's uh, who's going to, you'll never believe it, who has managed to, of course, tie race to everything, because that's the, what he lives for when it comes to Georgia voting laws, but has tied the virus to it in a cleverly worded um, a ditty, I think.
2: This is the Delta variant of Jim Crow voting laws. <laughs> and the only vaccination is federal legislation and so you keep standing
4: up it's not perfect because the delta variant uh is spreads more but it's less deadly it's better than the
3: jim eagle yes comparison um but uh yeah so yes. I, I mean i think the implication is that this is worse than jim crow voting laws right
4: well Where this is a well that was supposed to be i think he mangled the, med- the metaphor Right. But right, th-
3: that's right. supposed to be the message that this is especially bad exactly. amongst them. Um, so I have a couple more quick things I wanted to mention. Um, one is we have been talking about the whole uh, racism in medicine or anti-racism in medicine. Mm-hmm. So there's a new scandal in the medical world. Uh, this came out yesterday. There is a, um, a group, they're working on medical A.I., so they've been feeding a bunch of chest x-rays into an AI program and having it like look and learn to identify illnesses and stuff like better than a human can because it can see it on the x-ray. Now, what's interesting about this is part of the data sets they've fed into it includes the people's race, race, gender, like amongst the data about each person that's fed in. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that... Even though doctors don't know how to tell somebody's race by their chest x ray, the computer AI program can identify with insane amounts of accuracy what a person's self reported race is without knowing in advance
4: so, wait, on the self- chest
3: x ray. So it's seen, so like it can, dis- oh, self-reported it can figure out... Oh, self reported by their physiology. Well, no, like it can determine. Whether the person came into the hospital and when they were asked for their race, if they said black or white or Asian based on the chest x-ray of the person when it doesn't know. Because it's seen a bunch of them that have race listed as an attribute of the person and it now can tell. And the doctors don't know how it's doing it because they don't know any way to tell race by someone's chest x-ray. Like people, doctors can't. And so now they're looking at these and they're, this is a preprint, so it's not peer reviewed yet. But they're literally now asking for help because they're so upset by this finding. They've tried like blurring the images all the way, almost all the way out, introducing noise. And it's still ridiculously accurate <laughs> at, determining, at determining a determining race. They, it can tell what race somebody is by their chest x-ray and the doctors don't know how it's doing it. And they're extremely upset about this. Because that implies that there are physical differences between people of different races, and race is supposed to be a social construct. So let me read you a little bit of this tweet thread from Dr. Luke, um, who says... Medical AI has the worst superpower, racism. We've put out a preprint reporting concerning findings. AI can do something humans can't recognize the self reported race of patients on x rays. This gives AI a path to produce health disparities. This Mm -hmm. is a big deal, so we wanted to do it right. We did dozens of experiments, replication at multiple labs on numerous data sets and tasks. We are releasing all the code, as well as new labels, to identify racial identity for multiple public data sets. Humans can't detect race better than chance, but they the AI performs absurdly well. The AUC scores are in the high 90s and are maintained on external validation on completely distinct data sets and across multiple different imaging tasks. We perform many experiments to work out how it does this, but we can't pin it down. AI can detect race from images filtered so heavily they appear to the human eye to be just blank gray squares. <laughs> um, so they, they're putting out the direct link to the paper. They they want people to tell them what went wrong and how they need to fix the AI. As I've said, they've released all the code because they're very upset that they've accidentally produced a racist AI that's going to cause black people to get worse health care.
4: So what, first of all, when you say race is a social construct, what do you they, mean?
3: They believe that. They believe that, you know, you don't know when somebody comes into the doctor's office, And it's like a black guy, we determine socially that they're a black guy based on, like, a bunch of factors, but we don't know their genetics. Like, we don't know specifically which ethnic group they're in, you know?
4: Okay. But so
3: we can tell race, like, but part of it is social, right? It's like, Sean King if he dresses a certain way and, like, acts a certain way, he would be perceived as black even though he's white. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I
4: see. Okay. Okay. Or, like, racial dole is all,
3: right? Like, that part of how we perceive race is just social. So, obviously, like, he could throw off the AI if Sean King went in there and did that, right? So, their feeling is, though, that all racial determinations are like that. Okay. And so, they're confused. Why? Because they know... Deep down, that race is a social construct. They are confused and upset that the AI is somehow figuring out what people have reported themselves to be in this social construct.
4: So it's it's going it's going by what pe- the pattern of people previously yeah. had reported to be, and it's finding similarities with the race that they reported to be and something in their X-rays. Right. Okay. So, so it's able
3: to tell, and right. so and-
4: so then it makes the conclusion that okay, all of the people identifying as this have this that we found. Yeah, but they Sorry. can't
3: figure out what it is. They what? can't tell what the AI is well, deciding why, that why based not? on. Well,
4: why, doesn't the AI show its work?
3: Well, not really, though, because what the AI is doing is it's just like, I've looked at all these ones, and now I know that this one is a black person. And like they're like, how do you know? And they can't figure it out. That's why they've released all the code, and they're like, please tell us where we went wrong and
4: made this AI racist. But is there not supposed to be – but when it says this person is a black person, it's not doing the social construct thing. It's saying that this person is biologically pigmented like this.
3: Yeah, but race isn't just skin tone. Okay, I mean, there are no, tanned white people who are darker.
4: No, I understand. Absolutely. But, so, but, but it's
3: able to but, determine how but, people are likely but, but to but have there reported are, but themselves.
4: But there are obviously of physical course. differences between races. Obviously.
3: I mean, yeah, sickle cell to, anemia right. is a big one. And this like we talked about in the med schools. But this is now for the woke medical profession. The idea that there are actual legitimate physiological differences that correlate to race is considered a problem. And they feel that they've accidentally made a racist AI, and they're very upset about it.
4: This is, you know, <laughs> it, it, it. It would. I mean, obviously, that's horribly scary, especially because con- you're sitting. You're. We're talking about science here mm-hmm. which i thought was i mean be you would swallowed. think it was kind
3: of an interesting finding yes. like wow this ai is really good it can determine it's, it's people's Now, race. forbidden
4: ai is going to be relegated to uh you know charles murray's prison
3: <laughs> i guess so isn't that I mean, what it
4: is isn't this yeah. afraid they're going to hit another bell curve that's going to show that oh my goodness that the caucasians have a, a a better clavicle than other races oh my goodness isn't that the fear
3: yeah, they're scared that they'll find out that there's differences between races and they don't want to know that. So that's why they're asking for help. Yeah, but with why, that but why are
4: they afraid of that? You know why they're afraid is because they have no faith in their fellow human beings and it's pure projection because they're afraid that their fellow human beings are going to think of people who are different than they uh, just like they do. In other words, lesser of them mm-hmm. think think worse of them. And so they're like, oh, no, if people get this uh, idea that, you know, Ashkenazi Jewish people have a a a, a, a more well-formed uh, tibula than other uh, races, and then, um, you know, they're going to separate them or either think that they're superior or think they're inferior and subjugate them somehow and treat them like, uh, like animals and this and that, because they assume that w- w- they're afraid of what we're going to do with the information. it's much like the covid thing really you know (laughs) i know we can't be trusted with any information so get the freaking the uh poof coronavirus guy poof coronavirus have that psycho lie to us about kids having to wear masks have that psycho say oh no you can't let the ai don't let this get out It's something's happening rejigger this so it doesn't look like this we can't trust the people with that information god knows what they'll do oh no (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. It's the same reason with the bell curve thing that the people went nuts over 20 years ago. You know, saying, "Ah, look at this." You're saying that some people is, are superior than other people, whatever. And they were very careful to make sure that that was not the takeaway. It's like it's it's we're afraid of absolutely follow the science, but we're afraid of the science at the same time. Yeah. It's like and and if you're afraid, if this psycho poof
1: coronavirus.
4: And you think that the other people think like you because you're a psycho, and you probably do feel that some people mm-hmm. are lesser. Well, then of course you're going to raise the alarm, ring the alarm bells. Oh my goodness, somebody's finding somebody different. Somebody's finding somebody different. I looked. I think we talked about this the other day. Um, what was I looking for? Oh yeah, that's right. We had this article. I don't know if we read it here or just online about the about. Oh, that's right. That's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about the people um, using making comments about Asian gymnast bodies and Asian bodies in the Olympics mm-hmm. and how it's a big serious racist thing because people say uh, the Asians are more compact and uh, you know the center of gravity or whatever be, happened to be mm-hmm. because Asians uh, historically some Asians have been shorter and more compact than other people and so then I looked on I looked up like who's tall who's small who's this and that? <laughs> and found out that there are a lot of Asians. Asians are mostly smaller. Yeah, but, on average. But, uh, oh, yes, on average. But also Asians, some Asians, and I think like in South Korea, are now getting really tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Anglos are shrinking, have huh. lost a bunch of place. I think somewhere in the Netherlands, like Denmark or something, are the tallest people all over the place. But all sorts of people are getting taller and shorter and shorter and taller. And There's a number mm-hmm. of reasons for it. And you don't have to be afraid. You know why that is? Yeah. It doesn't mean you no. Know, it doesn't mean that the 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 they were gonna cook up an Aryan race to you know. To... The Aryans yeah. aren't winning, by the way, in any <laughs> of the categories. I hate to tell the the neo Nazis, but the the it's not working for them. But but also, I don't know, honey. You
3: know, you're a great specimen.
4: I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I. I don't want to find out what <laughs> crap I am. But listen. Um. But the, but where I got yelled at one time, I had was I had this conversation with a big progressive, and he said. He said, um, "That's racist. That's like saying that that uh, that Kenyan uh, runners are better than everybody else." And I said, "Well, aren't they? Don't they always?" <laughs> I said, "Don't they always win?" And he said, "That is racist. No, there's no difference. They happen to. It happens to be that the elevation climates are why there's. Sort of, well, then, okay, it's the climate. Mm-hmm. So I actually looked into this too. This forbidden why do some yeah. runners win, and there's a whole bunch of reasons." You know, one is the different climates. The um, One is the lack of transportation. So you're walking 26 miles a day regardless. Uh, and sometimes running somewhere makes it faster. Some are physical um, uh, attributes, you know, mm-hmm. long, lean, skinny. And, uh, and some other a- attributes uh, thing th- that were mentioned were um, desire. Right. I would like to move out of this hut <laughs> and drive a beamer and have air conditioning. And I think I have a pretty good shot at beating this group of people at running. And I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a thousand reasons, and they're all interesting yeah. reasons, and they're nothing to be afraid of. It's fascinating.
3: Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a possibility that there is something that they're missing with this AI study. You know, that it is detecting something that's like an existing attribute of, um, you know ways black people have access to less resources on average although that's a pretty high degree of accuracy like the high 90s to be able to determine it so i mean i don't know if that's the case or not but i mean it could be something i mean we know that people's genetics are changed by their environments also like yes we know that even like things like they found in a study a few years ago that people who were descended from Holocaust survivors are genetically different from other people because the trauma, like, manifests genetically and hmm. it changes their genes and the way that they're passed down. And so, you know, I mean, there there's all kinds of possible reasons. Like, I mean, but... To have zero curiosity about it, except to say, like, how did we go wrong? And they are getting some criticism from people who are saying, why was race even in the factors that you fed into the AI in the first place? So now (laughs) we're
4: taking race out of everything again. First it was out, then it was in, then now it's out again.
3: Yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's this whole, like, just lack of curiosity about why things might happen is, and like lack of wanting to see any possible disparity or talk about it in any way is really dangerous. And it's dangerous for black people as well because, as people have pointed out, people sometimes respond differently to medications on the basis of these things. And Mm -hmm. if you just refuse to know that because that would be bad to know it, then that's a problem. I don't see why, you know, because we can't even study any differences or anything else. Yeah,
4: Yes, because we don't want to ever, in any part of life, ever have... Um, uh, uh, disparate outcomes. We have to blindly go into science that could very likely result in having disparate, bad outcomes for those we're trying to protect. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the prime directive now.
3: I guess so. I do guess no so. harm,
4: but do harm.
3: Well, thank you so much, everybody. It's been another fun burn barrel. You can find us on Twitter. That is at Burn burnbarrelpod. We're also at facebook.com. Why do you
4: get to decide if it was another fun burn barrel?
3: It was another fun burn barrel. Isn't it
4: uh, if they liked it? I, I thought had this a one started time. off slow and ended big. I think seven minutes in, maybe they weren't having fun.
3: Okay, well, my part was good. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, you can find us also at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's where you can find little Jerry shirts. Nice, Tom, nice. I hope you're happy. And uh, you can email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com, or check us out on YouTube. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel over there.
1: C'est la vie. Hold
0: up.